The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Who is my neighbor? That was the question that emerged in last Sunday's gospel. It was the question asked by the scribe, and it prompted Jesus to tell one of his most famous parables, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And we know it well. A man fell to robbers who beat him, left him in a ditch to die while he was dying. A priest and a Levite walked by, completely disregarding the man's needs, until finally a Samaritan, the group that was hated by the Jewish people at that time, he stopped and showed compassion to the man. This is the one who was the neighbor. And after Jesus told the parable, he said, go and do likewise. Emphasis on do. So there's the essential word there. It's a verb. It's an action. Jesus is calling them to accomplish something, to perform something that's visible, something that we do with our bodies. But immediately after telling that parable, Luke now gives us this story of Martha and Mary. I call it a quaint story, a unique story to his gospel. And we know that one well, too. Martha and Mary, along with their brother Lazarus, were close friends to Jesus. Apparently, we can tell from the Gospels that Jesus used to visit them with some regularity and enjoyed their hospitality. And we can see why when we look at Martha. Martha's a doer. She's an actor. She likes to move, and and she's the Good Samaritan. She's tending to all the details that were part of being hospitable, serving food, making sure the house was presentable, making sure the guest, who in this case is Jesus, had everything he needed to be comfortable. As I say, she is the Good Samaritan because she acts, she does on behalf of someone else. 
Now, her sister Mary doesn't seem to be doing much action at all. She's sitting at Jesus' feet, listening, much to the consternation of Martha. So if we wanted to find a question that brings this gospel to a summary, it might be Martha's question. Lord, don't you care that I'm doing all the work while Martha sits there and doesn't help at all? Tell her to help me. That's this Sunday's question. I knew a nun once who, she was a typical Martha-type personality. She must have been very difficult to live with in her community. But she always said, what Mary needed was a good pinch in her butt <laughs> to get her up and to do some work so she didn't have to do it all. And yet when Martha complains to Jesus, he seems to take Mary's side. He says, she's chosen the better part. Whereas Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. There's only one essential thing. So Jesus praises Mary and seems to be scolding Martha. So what do we do with this quaint story? Well, we see both sisters. Martha, the Good Samaritan, who does acts of hospitality, she shows compassion. Mary is quite content not to be very active, and yet she's doing something that Jesus says is the better part by sitting and listening at his feet. I think we need both. We need both a Martha and a Mary. But first we have to realize that Jesus is not scolding Martha because of her service. Hospitality was a sacred obligation in first century Palestine. That's not what he's taking her to task for. Not what she does, but how she's doing it with all that anxiety. She's this, this frenetic activity and she, she's lost a sense of perspective in it all. And also, there might be a little jealousy on Martha's part. She seems resentful that Mary is sitting there, not helping her work, but sitting there at Jesus' feet, doing something that was quite unusual, actually quite radical at that time. Because in this moment in history, the place for the woman really was in the kitchen. Mary should have been back with Martha. Instead, she did what only men typically did by sitting at the feet of the rabbi. So there's Mary, kind of like Peter, James, and John, when Jesus would take those three off by themselves to have a very special, intense moment with them. See, there's Mary doing what men traditionally did. Jesus praises her for that, praises her for her radicality. Because I think Jesus is establishing a new type of discipleship, a discipleship that includes men and women, adults and children, 
rich and poor, saints and sinners. See, anyone is welcome to sit at Jesus' feet to be his disciple. The only requirement for Jesus is the requirement of love. The other thing we want to keep in mind is that although Mary wasn't in the kitchen cooking and cleaning and active in a very visible way, she's not just sitting there doing nothing. She's doing something very great. Mary is listening. And we all know that if you're going to listen well, that requires a lot of effort. It requires an intensity, a focus. It requires making that other person more important than yourself or your immediate desires. So just as Martha's gift to Jesus was her service, her hospitable acts, Mary's gift to Jesus is her attentive heart, her willingness simply to be present and listen. So from this story that I label quaint, I think we can say it's really much more than that. It's a story that's quite profound and demanding, and it's essentially about Christian discipleship. It's demanding because it's not a matter of making sure that amongst our disciples we have a proportionate number of Marthas and Marys. It's demanding because it says every disciple has to be a Martha and a Mary. In other words, even though the gospel has two sisters, two individual persons, I wonder if Luke isn't really saying they're just two aspects or dimension to what it means to follow Jesus and that both have to be cultivated so that all of us are called to have that eagerness of Martha, to serve others, to be sensitive to their needs, to make them feel welcome, to make them feel they're in a place they can call home. And we also have to have that reverence and discipline of Mary to shut up when we need to so that the other person can speak to let them speak without us interrupting them or to plot out our next statement that's going to come after they're done talking. Listening is work, and it's a labor of love. So in the end, I think it's safe to say that all of our personalities and preferences will lean more to one or the other sister. We're just that way by nature. More like Martha, who's the patron saint of the people who go and do. Or Mary, the patron saint of those who listen and wait. But we need them both. And we can't forget that Jesus loved them both and saw them as his disciples then and now. Because here in this room, we have lots of Marthas and Marys. And you know which one you are. If you don't, ask a family member or a friend. People are always very eager to tell us which one we epitomize. 
But hopefully in the end, they'll see both sisters in each of us.